Welcome to On the Road to Faith. In these short podcasts, I will share with you how certain Bible verses and stories spoke to my heart in a practical way that goes beyond the printed word. I ask you to join me, Ray Bohax, as we sojourn together through the scriptures and come closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Please know that I have no formal Bible training. I am only a man that loves the Lord, but fully trusted when he said, If you seek me, you will find me. The scripture each episode explores will not be burdened with identifying chapter and verse. That is not what faith is about. Life is hard and is often filled with brokenness that produces a void that only he can fill if you let him. Thank you for traveling this path with me. Back in 1984, my buddy, Gene Worst, and I drove cross-country. We had a wonderful, wonderful, blessed trip in my brand-new Buick Skyhawk. And on the way, we went from New Jersey out to California and uh, went down into Mexico and then drove across the southern United States and then worked our way back here. We were in the deep south, and we were heading east. And uh, I remember we saw a big billboard. And I don't remember if we were in Alabama already or just west of there, but we saw a billboard advertising to come and see the USS Alabama, the battleship Alabama. And she was moored in Mobile Bay, and we were going to be riding right by it. So we stopped and we toured that ship. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience for me. And it was, a, I have to honestly say, it was a life-changing experience. And back then, when you in the Alabama, I believe, if I recall correctly, she had seven battle stars. So it means that she was in seven battles of consequence during World War II. And to, to, she was just gorgeous. She was beautiful. She stood for everything in my eyes that was right in the world and you say well how can something that is designed to to kill and maim and destroy be right in the world because it was america fighting evil and it was like it was a wonderful wonderful experience but back then when you paid your admission which was only a couple of dollars it was a self-guided tour they would give you a handheld uh, cassette player and then you would press play, and you would go to the different ice uh, stations, and then you would you would shut the cassette player off. Then you say okay, and say go to station number two or stop number two. I forgot the actual verbiage that they uh, used. And then you would press play when you got there, and you would look at the display or whatever it may have been, and the recording would tell you what that was all about. Plus, there was that you could spend two days on that ship, and um, just fantastic. But there are also other things to look at that were not on the cassette deck. They would bring you into a room, and then you would, it says, okay, enter this room, and uh, look at, read read the different displays, and look at the different uh, documents, Then, then when you get ready to exit, uh, go to the next station, and then you would press play again. And I remember I was in this one room in the battleship, and my buddy Gene was walking around there. And in this particular room, they had a lot of old World War II era 
obviously, newspaper clippings. And for, and I'm not going to say for some reason, because because I don't believe in life that things happen for some for by chance, by happenstance, especially for those who walk with the Lord. And I was my eyes were brought brought to this faded newspaper clipping that was for that was mounted. I wasn't framed. It was mounted. It was hanging on the wall, and I read it, and that newspaper clipping changed my life. And uh, you could uh, to to condense what it said that it was, and in this particular room, I need to go back and and clarify that even though the battleship Alabama uh, honored everyone that served on her because you just were not from Alabama serving on her, but this particular room was to honor those that were lost that were Alabamans and lived in, came from Alabama. And so it had to get back to this newspaper clipping. And I don't remember, I remember the important elements and it was a very small town in Alabama and it was identified as that by the population of the town and there was, uh, I think, four or five young men, and they called them in the, in the clippings boys, and they probably really were not much more than boys, if I recall. And they went to war, um, to World War II, and obviously they all served in different theaters and different branches of the military, but there was not, there was not many, four or five or six at most. And there was this one widow who had one son, and uh, she, her son went to war, like the others from the town, the five or six, and her son was the only one to not return home. And that, I remember, I broke into tears reading that, and that everyone came home in the little town but her son. And you can't help but wonder why things like that happen in life. And for those who are not believers in the Lord, they use that as fodder to go, well, if God was a good God, if he was a just God, why would he do that? Or why wouldn't it? If everybody else came home, why couldn't her son come home? And uh, the newspaper clipping was very well written, if I recall, and it made uh, it made very clear in a respectful type of way that uh, this boy, her son, I don't know, remember her name, I don't remember his name, was the only one that didn't come home, and was she not only left a widow, but she had she lost her only child, and that 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 event, I would say, because it truly was. An event in my life stirred my soul to no end. And that was almost 40 years ago. I was a young man. I'm not a young man anymore. And I never, ever forgot that story. And I never, and I felt her pain and and her confusion. But the clipping did make clear that the mother of the fallen soldier, and I believe I believe that he may have been on the Alabama. I honestly don't know. It's moot because he just he didn't come home regardless. 
never lost her faith. And how hard that is to not lose your faith when everything just seems to be falling apart. And in every life, in every life, and uh, there, there seems to come times when everything falls apart and hope seems to disappear. Your life is falling apart. Your hope is disappearing. And the scriptures tell us that we should never lose hope. But when your life is falling apart, and, you know, it's, I've seen, I've come to see, and like I said, this is only, this, I am only giving you my opinion and my thoughts and my observations. These are not, these are not anything more than that. But it seems that life has a way of making a, made especially for you, a custom-built shipwreck to break your heart to bring you to your knees and and to and to to just try you to such a level that you could never ever imagine nor would you wish on on your your worst enemy to be tried your faith to be tried like that but that i felt in my heart when reading that clipping was this mother's trial but life is full of so many trials so many trials that and i and i've seen that your your trials are different than my trials and mine will be different than the next person's even living within the same family your husband's trials will be different than his wife's trials or or his children's child's or two brothers or the brother and sister siblings trials but they eventually do come some come earlier in life, some come later in life, but they do eventually come. Now, from my thought, from my uh, thought process, which flies in contrast to most, is that if the if these heartbreaking trials that break you to your knee, bring you to your knees, come early on in your life, it is a wonderful, wonderful blessing because they will allow you to have the opportunity to build your faith and to trust in the Lord regardless of what you see, regardless of what you see. When the Hebrews were being chased by the Egyptians, right, and they were escaping and uh, Moses led them out out to, to the promised land, and uh, they came. They came up to the to the Red Sea, and they heard the thundering of the Egyptian chariots to their rear. They felt the water of the Red Sea lapping at their ankles, and they were trapped. They, they were, it was over, right? <laughs> what do you do? You got the enemy behind you. You got the ocean in front of you, the Red Sea. What are you going to do? But who knew that the Lord was going to part the Red Sea to allow them to cross and cross safely and then just delay their enemy, their pursuers, long enough so that they could get into the Red Sea 
start to walk across it. And then once the chariots came in the Red Sea to close the waters in on them and, and drowned their pursuers, but not them. But the scriptures are full of many stories of hope. There's, 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 there's stories of healing. Uh, there's this, there's, like I say, it, it's based upon stories. But in this particular instance, and this lady, the mother from Alabama, I'm sure she had hope. It made very clear in that, in that newspaper article that she was a, a woman of faith and that she believed and she prayed that her son would come home, her only child. There was nothing at that particular point more that, that she could have given up than that boy. She had no one else. He was her everything in the world, and, and probably also not only her everything in her heart and her love, but her substance. Uh, she was elderly. I don't recall how old. I don't think it said at the, in the article how old she was, but he probably helped to support her. And this was all taken away. So how do you deal with that? How do you understand that? How do you move, move forward with that? How do you still have faith? How do you still have hope? Well, to the most of the world, sadly, and, and, and may possibly, and I hope not, a good portion of those that are listening to this podcast may not be able to get through that. They may not be able to have hope. They may not be able to have faith, or whatever little faith they had was is it evaporates, evaporates, and immediately go into that, and they convince themselves, and society in the world convince themselves, how can a loving God do this? Well, do I, if you're waiting for me to answer that question, that I have some sort of special answer for that, I do not. The answer to that question is to trust and obey God. And we do not need to understand, as Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The, the way we look at the world and the way and the way the Lord looks at the world is completely different. Why did he choose to allow this widow's heart to be broken? I do not know. I do not know that woman. I don't I mean it said in the newspaper article that she was a faithful woman, and I have to take that for face value, but but God knew her heart. I didn't know her heart. Did she need to suffer that devastating heartbreak to, 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 to destroy her to be able to come to the Lord? I don't know. And we all know people that are, we all know people that do love the Lord, that do walk with him, that are obedient to him, and yet life's tragedies trials in every way shape or form and though we have so many trials in life the real trials are the ones of the heart the retrial the, yes i mean there are financial trials there's 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 other there's other things that happen in life you may lose your job well that could be into a financial trial and this and i'm not making light of that all right but the trials of the heart the trials of uh, are the ones that truly bring us bring us to our knees 
So do we, we don't need to know the answer. Are you happy about it when you're going through it? Of course not. No one would be happy about that. No one would lose. No one would, taking that mother from Alabama, no one would want to be in her place. No, and anybody who tells you that they're a Christian and they want to be in her place or they, well, they could do this, they're lying to you and they're not a Christian. The, the Lord counts our tears. He knows what breaks our heart. And yet in his infinite wisdom, because he loves us, he chooses to allow that to happen. However, her son got killed. Without a doubt, the Lord could have allowed it to not happen. Did the Lord take her son from, was, was, was he orchestrating his death? I don't believe he was orchestrating his death. But I believe that he, I know that he allowed that to happen to her. So the, what we need to do is not to look to understand, not to look to find an, an explanation for it, not to challenge the Lord does the Lord know that her heart was broken? I'm sure she cried the rest of her life. Did our Lord find pleasure in seeing her brokenness? I could, I could tell you without a doubt, and, I, and, and I'm speaking maybe out of context for the Lord, but the Lord that I know did not take pleasure in it. But he knew that it needed to be done for some particular reason. Now, I, I actually feel embarrassed because I was a beneficiary of her heartbreak. I was a beneficiary of her loss. That reading that story changed my life. You could tell me, oh, how can you go on, a, on, on, on your traveling cross country with your best buddy and you go to a battleship and to visit a battleship and, uh, and you read this story and maybe two minutes of reading the story and your life was changed? Yes, it was. Was it changed like day and night? Well, it changed over time because my perspective of life and my perspective, more importantly, of the Lord has changed and matured as I contemplated and thought of that widow that I will never know. Don't even recall her name. Know nothing about her. But shortly thereafter, maybe a year or two later, I was introduced to a hymn that I had heard. And I was aware of it. I was cognizant of it, but didn't know it. A family friend died and i had gone to the service he was an older gentleman my parents couldn't go because they were ill and i wanted to go he was vicar lessie in clifton new jersey and i drove into the city there and i went to his service and it was in the catholic church it was a beautiful beautiful church and during that service they had a soloist up in the choir loft and she sung a hymn that and just like the newspaper clipping in Alabama moved my heart, well, that was the bookend. That was the beginning, and then this was the end. And the hymn that she sung stirred my heart so much, and I thought of that woman in Alabama losing her son. I thought of so many things. 
And the name of the hymn is Bestow My Soul. And it is by far, I have so many hymns that I particularly love, and I know that there's those in the audience that have hymns that they love also. But if you listen to the words or read the words of Bestow My Soul, then you will see that it, in, and it was written, I think, in the 1800s by, a, uh, by someone in, I think the music was written in the 1800s, and then it also has different words that, that bestow my soul, but they apply it. Somebody else wrote other lyrics to it, but the, but the original version is bestow my soul. But every possible human emotion other than happiness, but it does speak about joy, is covered in that hymn and and as, as i get ready to close for today i wanted to include bestow my soul in this podcast and there are many different versions of it some versions i do many versions i don't like they modernize it or they add things or they upbeat the tempo and that's fine if you happen to like that but to me it takes to me it takes the reverence from it and I was searching, and you have to know that I am as computer illiterate as they come. Somewhere things because I have a podcast. Not I'm like a person who knows how to drive to get to work, but doesn't know what happens when you put the transmission in gear. So, and I was struggling trying to find something that I said. Well, I, I noticed one version by David Archuleta that I really like. I said it's fine. It's on Amazon Music. I could buy it, and uh, that's not a problem. I'd like to put it in the show, and uh, I, whatever. It just let me. It, 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 the computer was not cooperating, but I think it was not cooperating because the Lord did not allow it to cooperate. And then I found another version which I was able to download, and um, it was okay. I liked it, but it really didn't move my heart. And I asked the Lord. I said to Him. Lord, please, if you want me to use this song, this beautiful song in this episode of my podcast, please make way a path for me to find it. And then I found this beautiful version. Well, to my ears, it's beautiful. But it was in a video. And uh, so it was an MP4 video. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing. So I said, Lord, I can't put an MP4 video in my roadcaster. I need to have a, a MP3 or a WAV file or something. So I said, well, I'm, I said, Lord, please make a way a path for this. And so I did an internet search, and it said free MP4 to MP3 conversion. So I said, all right, Lord, I shall trust in you, and I shall try this. And it worked without a hitch so i'm going to ask you to listen and i'm going to end the show today with be still my soul i do not know who is singing this version this is not the the person who sung in the church and i was i i got this from uh the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints uh from their website and it is a it is my favorite version now instantly became my favorite version but i will ask you to listen to the words of be still my soul and if you're not familiar it's not a casual listen and you may have to go back a couple of times back and forth and listen to this and revisit this podcast you don't have to listen to the whole thing just fast forward it until you hear be still my soul and 
it is an instruction for us because the scriptures tell us that those, or actually it says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And we need to understand that everything in life does not work out. The when, And I'm saying of things of the heart of consequence, the way we had hoped that they would. But we need to be obedient and trust in the Lord, and we need to walk with him. Because he promises that they that reap, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And if you listen to the words of be still my soul, and then you listen to the last, I'll say the last sentence, that's not the proper word for for a song, stanza, I'd say, uh, verse probably, and the way it ends. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, and I ask for you to please listen to Be Still My Soul, and no matter what you're going through, if you walk with the Lord, that he will get through, get you through it. You will have tears, he will honor those tears, but you will get, you, you will get through it, and you will one day harvest in joy. Oh.
Change and tears are past. 